Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. At the beginning of Parshas Noyach, Rashi makes three references to Abraham Avinu, a character who is, at this point in the Chumash, has not yet been mentioned. And I'd like to discuss these three references and discuss why Rashi makes them at all. Because as, as I have explained many times, Rashi's general principle, his general derech, in his commentary on the Torah, is only to comment on what is in front of him, only on the posik that is that he is working on, and not to reference matters that have not yet been mentioned in the text. Let's begin Parshas Noyach. Eva Toldais Noyach. These are the generations, or perhaps we can translate, these are the products of Noach, as we'll see from Rashi. Eva Toldais Noyach. Noyach ish sadik tamim hayav. Nayach was a man who was a tzaddik tamim. He was a complete, completely righteous person, in his generations. Esu Elohim, Hisalech Nayach. With God, Nayach went. Let's see Rashi. And when we come to these mentions of Avram, we will take note of them. Eva Taldais Nayach. Nayach Ish Sadiq. So Rashi's first question here is that it begins by saying, these are the generations of Noyach, but then it doesn't tell you right away what his generations were. To come to his generations, to come to his children, you have to go a few psukim ahead of yourself. So what's going on here where it says these are his generations, but it doesn't tell you about his generations. So Rashi says, so he'll be his kiroi, since the Torah, since the text mentioned him, since it mentioned Noach, siper bishvachoi. So it immediately began to tell us about his praise. It immediately began to sing his praise. He's an Ish Sadiq Tamim. He is a completely righteous person. And when everybody else was doing evil, HaKadosh Baruch Hu so, so, say, uh, chose him to be the, the, the new beginning of world history. Shenemar, and how do we, from where do we see this principle that when you mention a righteous person, you should immediately tell something about his praise? Shenemar, as it says in a posuk in Mishlei, Zecher Tzadik Livracha, the remembrance of a tzaddik, the mention of a tzaddik, Livracha, is for a blessing. When you mention a tzaddik, you should bless him. Dover Acher, another explanation. Limedcha, this posuk is coming to teach us, She'ikar Toldeiseim Shil Tzadikim Masim Toivim. The main Toldeis, the main generations, or shall we say the main products of the righteous, are their masim toivim. So when the Pasuk says, Eva told us Noyach, these are the Tolodais, these are the productions of Noyach, what are they? So by many people, we would say what the person produced is his children. But with a tzaddik such as Noyach, his main Tolodais are his masim toivim, are his good actions, his good deeds. And therefore, right away, the Torah begins to tell us here about his good deeds. Let's continue. B'day 
he was an ish sadiq tamim. Okay, that, that should have been the end of the sentence, perhaps. But we have an extra word here, b'doi in his generations. This is an obvious uh, difficulty. Obviously, uh, a person is righteous or not righteous within his own generation. You, you live when you live. You, you can't be a tzaddik or a Russia in someone else's generation. You weren't there. So what does it mean that he was a tzaddik in his generation? So yesh merabaseinu dorshim l'shvach. Some of our rabbis expound this pasuk l'shevach. They, they see in this a praise of noyach. Kol shekein ilohoye bedor tzaddikim. Even more so, if Noach would have been in a generation of righteous people, he would have been an even greater tzaddik. He was a tzaddik, but he was somewhat held back by the negative society, by the very corrupt society in which he lived. If he had lived in a, in a generation of tzaddikim, of more righteous people, he himself would have been more righteous also. So this is a praise of Noach. Others expound this pasuk, that this is a, quote-unquote, an insult. This is a, a lessening of noyach. According to his generation, according to the standards of his generation, he was a tzaddik. If he would have been in the generation of Abraham, he would not have been considered anything. So he was a tzaddik in his time, but his time, there wasn't much competition. There was no one like Abraham. If he had been in the generation of Abraham, he really wouldn't have been considered anything much at all. So this is our first mention of Abraham, that Rashi says that if Noyach would have been alive at the time of Abraham, he would not have been considered anything. He would not have, not have, uh, been rated anything near uh, Abraham on the scale of Sadiqim. Let's continue before we begin to analyze. Esau Elohim Hisaleich Nayach. So we'll translate with God, Nayach went, he walked, and Rashi here all of a sudden starts talking about Abraham, seemingly uh, without any. Uh, had any uh, pressure from the Pesach without any basis. But he says, regarding Abraham, it says, that I walked in front of him. There are some other texts who quote a different Pesach. That where HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Abraham, go in front of me. In either case, we see that Regarding Noyach, it says, Eser Elohim, Hisaleich Noyach, that Noyach walked with God. With Avraham, it says, Hisalachti Lifanov, or Hisaleich Lifanai, go in front of me. Avraham walked in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Rashi explains, what's the difference? Noyach needed assistance to support him. Noyach needed God's help in order to walk on the righteous path. Avraham, but Avraham mischazek b'tzidko mehilov. Avraham strengthened himself in his righteousness from his own, from his own strength. He was able to go lefanov. He was able to go in front of a kaddish baruch so to speak. So here we have our second mention of Avraham. That here for a second time, 
that Rashi compares and contrasts Noach with Avraham. And let's go now to our third one. The third mention of Avraham is in a matter of diktok, in a matter of grammar. So it says here, Hisalech Noach. Noach went. Rashi says, Lashain Sha'avar, or Lashain. In many texts it reads, Lashain Avar. This is a past tense. Hisalech means he went, he walked. Zehu Shimusha Shalamid, the Lashain This is the use, this is the function of the Lamed, of the letter Lamed in this word, Hisalech, Bilashain Kaved, when it is in a heavy expression. Uh, there are a couple of different approaches among the commentators. What does Rashi mean by Lashain Kaved? I will uh, go with the following, that they note that this word Hisalech has a dagesh in the Lamed. The Lamed is accented and is actually doubled in its pronunciation. So that is called a Lashain Kaved, a heavy expression. So this is what the Lamed means in this uh, grammatical form. Mishameshes lahaboa, it can be, it can serve as a future tense. Now he doesn't exactly mean future. The Mephoshim point out he means what is called a Lashain Tsivoy. Let me summarize before we read all the words in Rashi. What Rashi wants to tell us is that this word hisalech can sometimes mean a command, go. And sometimes it means hisalech, he went. And he's telling us that here, in this Pasuk about Nayach, it means he went. It is a simple past tense. So here Rashi says that this phrase, this word, and this particular grammatical form, hisalech, is mishameshes lahaboa The same word, the same vowels, same exact grammatical form can serve as a future or really a command tense, or it can serve as a simple past tense. As it says regarding Abraham, Hashem said to Abraham, Kum get up and walk through the land. That's to the future, meaning do it, get up and go. That's what Hashem said to Abraham. Here in our Pasuk it says, Hisalech Noach, Lishavar. That's a past tense. Noach went. Hispalel Ba'arabadecha. It says in Sefer Shmuel, pray for your servants. That's a command. Lahabo, that's future. In other words, do it. But there's another Pasik, which Shlomo Hamelech said in his dedication of the Beis Mikdash, just after he built the Beis Mikdash and he was dedicating it. That any human being can come and pray to this house. He can pray in the direction of this house. That's really a past tense. For his palel really means he did pray. But the vav at the beginning of this word, uh, at the beginning of this word, his palel, that's called the vav hamahapeches. That's a vav that changes a past tense into a uh, into a future tense. So vav his palel, the person will come and he will pray in the direction of this house. But you see here that the word his palel really means he did pray. So this is our third our third mention of Avraham, and all of them uh, require a certain amount of investigation. Because why is Rashi 
getting involved with Avraham. We're not talking about Avraham over here. We're talking about Noah. At this point in the Chumash, Avraham has never been mentioned. Why, why, why talk about him at all? And so I'd like to go through all three of these references to Avraham. Let's go back to the first mention that it says that Noyach was ish sadik tamim Noyach was a perfectly righteous man in his generation. And here it's fairly easy to understand why Rashi gets involved with Avraham, because he's trying to explain this word as we see from his Dibur Hamaskal, from his title, from the word that he quotes from the Posik at the beginning, and he sets it as a title, which means that's the subject of what he's talking about here. He wants to understand what does it mean that Noyach was a tzaddik in his generation. So he has two explanations. One is that it means to say that he, that although he was lacking to some extent in his righteousness, but that's only because of the, the bad surroundings in which he was found. If he had been in a generation of greater tzaddikim, he himself also would have been a greater tzaddik. And the second explanation is that he was considered a tzaddik in comparison to the evil people all around him. But if he had been he would not have been considered anything at all. He would not have been important at all. So the Pasuk itself is indicating that there's some sort of comparison going on, that, that the Noyach's Sidkus, his righteousness, is being stated here, is stated here in somewhat of a relative sense. The Maharal, in his commentary, Gurarye, points out that you see that in the first shot, in the, according to the first opinion that Rashi quotes, he doesn't mention Avraham. He says, if Noyach had been in a, in a Dor Tzadikim, in a generation of Tzadikim, doesn't mention the generation of Avraham, but if he had simply been in a generation of Tzadikim, he would have been a bigger Tzadik. It's only in the second shot, in the Yesh, in the Yesh Dorshim, in the other explanation that Rashi mentions, that if he would have been in the Dor Shel Avraham, here he mentions Avraham. If he would have been in the generation of Avraham, he would have been he would have been nothing. So the Maharal explains this. If we want to say, if we're coming to say that Noyach could have been a bigger tzaddik had he been in a more righteous generation, so it's not necessary that he, for him to have been in a generation as great as the generation of Avraham. Even if he had been in a generation that was a little bit better than his own, he would have been a little bit better. If he would have been in a, in a generation that was 50% better than his own, he would have been perhaps 50% greater. It's not necessary for him to be better that he would have to have lived in the time of Avraham, who was one of the all-time great Sadiqim. So Rashi just says, if he had been in a Dor Sadiqim, he would have been better. However, in the second explanation, where Rashi wants to say that the Nayach was that if he had been in a certain generation, he would not have been important at all. There, that's only if he had been in a generation like that of Avraham. If he had been in a generation of uh, some uh, $50 tzaddik, so he, so he also would have been considered something. He would have been considered a $25 tzaddik. 
But it's only if he had been in such a fantastic generation, the generation that included Abraham, oh, then, then and only then, Noach would have been, he would not have been considered anything, anything special at all. Okay, here we really don't have much of a question, or we can say the question is a good question, but the question is very satisfactorily, very sufficiently answered. That why is Rashi involving himself with Abraham? Because the Pasuk itself says, the Pasuk itself is stating that Noyach's Sidkos is to be viewed relatively, in relative terms, relative to either other Sadiqim, adored Sadiqim, any generation that contains Sadiqim, or more in particular, it is to be looked at relative to the generation of Abraham. Let's go to Rashi's second mention. Esu Elohim Noyach. So it says, with God, Noyach walked. And here Rashi seems to inexplicably, inexplicably jump to comparisons. By Noyach it says, Esolahim is Noyach. But by Abraham, Rashi jumps up. By Abraham, oh, he's very smart. He knows Psukim that we didn't learn yet. By Abraham, regarding Abraham, it says, Hisalachti Lefanov. It says a different, a different uh, phrase, or it says his Hisalech Lefanai, walk in front of me. And Rashi explains the difference. It's very nice, you know how to explain the difference. Who told you to ask the question in the first place? We'll talk about that. But Rashi explains the difference. Noyach needed assistance to support him. He needed to go with God. Otherwise, he was unable to go. He was unable to maintain a, a righteous behavior. Abraham was mischazek b'tzidkoi me'ilu. Abraham kept on getting stronger and more righteous and continued along his path of righteousness by himself. Okay, that's the difference between Esu Elohim Hisalech Noyach by Noyach and Hisalech Lefanai, go before me, that it says regarding Avraham. Why does Rashi get involved in this? There is a Sefer, which I believe is still unpublished. It is called Mare Rachel. It is uh, in, in the process. It is a work in progress by a mentor and a friend of mine, Rabbi Yisrael Herzog. He should, he should be well. Who was in the process of writing this uh, very excellent uh, contemporary super commentary on Rashi. And Rav Herzog here points out that the phrase Esau Elohim is very similar to another phrase that has already appeared in Chomish. Very similar, but different. If we go back to Parshas Bracious, there was a person named Hanoich. And without going through the whole story of Hanoich, it says here, Aposek, by Yisalech Hanoich Es Elohim. Hanoich went Es Elohim, that same phrase, with God. Now that is a much more normal uh, grammatical form. That is the classic narrative style of the Chumash. We have a verb by Yisalech, he went, and then you have the person's name, and then you have some, some clarification. We have uh, what we call in English grammar, the predicate. We have the, the rest of the sentence. The verb, subject, and then we have some additional information. 
by Saleich, verb, Hanoich, the, the subject, Eser Elohim, with God. For example, you have uh, many, many times in Chumash, Vayedaber Hashem El Moshe, Vayedaber the verb, Hashem, the subject of the sentence, El Moshe is, he spoke to Moshe, that's some additional clarification, some additional information. This here in Parshish Bracious would be the normal form for the Torah to use. Avhersek explains that what Rashi is bothered by over here is that here it says it is inverted. Here we have the clarification of and then you have Noyach went, verb, subject. The last two words are in the proper order. Hisaleich Noyach, verb, subject. Like Vayadaber Hashem. But Esu Elohim should have come at the end. That would have been a much more normal uh, Torah narrative structure. And therefore, that could be why Rashi here came to explain to us that what the Pasuk means to say the Pasuk means to emphasize these two words, es ho elokim. The Pasuk means to emphasize to us that it was with God and only with God's help, Yisaleich Noyach. Pasuk wants to emphasize those two words. How does Rashi say this? He says it by quoting a, um, quoting it's a Midrash that compares Noyach to Avram. Of course, as I've explained many times, the Midrashim don't bother with this rule. That, 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 that we should only explain what's in front of us and leave what comes later for later. The Midrashim, you can find the Midrashim on the first Pasuk in the Torah. If you look in the Midrash Rabbah, the first Pasuk in the Torah, I believe it's the first little piece of Midrash Rabbah. In Bracious, right away, it's, it talks about a Pasuk in Mishlei. That didn't bother the, the Balei HaMidrash. But Rashi usually sticks to one Pasuk at a time. But here, he wanted to explain why this Pasuk inverts the normal grammatical structure. And therefore, Rashi explains that Noyach needed help, whereas Abraham did not. We're only, he's only bringing in Abraham as, as, a, as a means of contrasting in order to bring out what it's really saying about Noah. That's what uh, I believe Rav Herzog, uh, Rav Herzog explains. I, I hope Hashem, that he will hear this shear, and if I have quoted him incorrectly, he will he will correct me. I think perhaps we can say something else. I think we can say that the reason why Rashi got involved, another reason, part of the reason why Rashi here got involved with a comparison with Abraham is simply because he is continuing along the same way that he started before. He mentioned before that Ish Tadik Tamim the Pasik that says that Noyach was a tzaddik in his generations was, according to one explanation that he quotes, was a denigration of Noyach. That it, coming, that it means to say that Noyach was a tzaddik, but only relative to his generation. Had he been in the generation of Abraham, he would not have been anything. Now, this in itself is not such an easy concept. Why the Torah would tell us something negative about Noyach, who is a tzaddik. We know he's a tzaddik because the Torah told us, told us that he's a tzaddik. The, the, the Torah is not in the habit of telling us negative things 
about Sadiqim. First of all, if the Sadiqim, there, there shouldn't be much negative to say. Why would the Torah make, a, and in the whole context of this whole parsha is that HaKadosh uh, Baruch Hu, so to speak, gave up on the whole human race, except there was one good man. The one good man was Nayak. So I mean, why would the Pasuk itself tell us his faults and tell us that he's really not such a big Sadiq and that if he had been in the generation of Abraham, he would not have been considered anything. So this second explanation that Rashi offered uh, it is, it is, it's the type of thing that requires a little strengthening. And so Rashi strengthens it. And he says that also is pointing out a weakness, a relative weakness of Noyach. That Noyach had to go with Hashem's help, whereas a bigger tzaddik like Avram Abinu was able to do things for himself. So it could be that Rashi is continuing along the path of this second explanation that he says in this first piece. And he wants to strengthen his idea that the, he, he wants to prove his point that yes, for whatever reason, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, Mir Sashem, but he's proving that yes, the Torah does want to tell us certain things that are relatively negative about Noah. One negative thing is, is that he, if he had been in the generation of Abraham, he would not have been considered anything. And a second somewhat negative thing is that he could not forge and maintain a path of righteousness on his own. It had to be he had to do it with God's help. And now we go to number three, the third mention, Rashi's third mention of Abraham in reference to Noyach. And that is this grammatical explanation. I have explained in the past several times that number one, Rashi was a great grammarian. And number two, he did not write a grammar book. When Rashi discusses grammar, it is always in the context of explaining Shuta Shalmikra. It is always in understanding the direct and simple message of the Pasuk. It's not about analyzing grammar per se. And I think if we look at this grammar Rashi in that context, in that light, we can understand why Rashi got so interested in this whole topic. The truth is, when we, when we see this Pasuk, Esuolokim, Isalech Noach, and Rashi as a great grammarian uh, realized that this word hisalech could have two possible meanings. It could mean a, what we call a lashain sivuy, it could be a command. Go, Noach, Noach, go. Or it could be a lashain avar, it could be a simple past tense. Noach went. Now, it's true that grammatically the word could have both those meanings, but isn't it obvious here that it is a simple past tense? When do you use the lashain sivuy? When, did, when, for example, did HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, say, in what kind of a situation did HaKadosh Baruch Hu say to Abraham, he was talking to Avram directly. When I talk to a person directly, it is possible that I can command him. I can say, do this, do that, go here, etc. And there's a special form for that in the Hebrew language, which the grammarians call the shine sivui. It's a little bit different than a regular future tense. 
For example, um, if we take the verb to speak, l'daber, if I say, uh, that means you will speak. It could be, I want you to do it, but that's not directly a command. It's a future tense. Grammatically, it's a future tense. You will speak. Could be the reason why you'll speak is because I'm telling you to. And, I, and I'm trusting that you're going, to, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. But the grammatical form of is you will speak. But if I look at you and I say daber, that means speak with an exclamation point. It's a different grammatical form and it has a slightly different shade of meaning. I'm not predicting that you're going to do it. I'm saying to you, do it. Now, in this Pasuk, Hashem is not talking to Nayach directly. It's a narrative. Ela told us Nayach, these are the generations of Nayach. Nayach ish sadik tamim Nayach was a righteous man in his generations, a completely righteous man. With God, Nayach went. It seems to be obvious that it is a simple past tense. So why is Rashi going through such permutations and explanations and a whole grammatical analysis to tell us that in fact, to tell us what, 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 to tell us what seems to be the obvious, that his Saleh Nayach is a simple past tense. And I think that perhaps Rashi here is continuing to attempt to support his statement in the first piece, in the first uh, little piece of Rashi, that the Pasik is criticizing Nayach, even though it is not common for, for Psukim to criticize Sadiqim, but in this case, there is a note of criticism. And here, I think perhaps Rashi is continuing to bring another, another proof to the fact that the Torah would criticize Nayach. And that is as follows. Regarding Nayach, we only have a report. We only have a narrative. Hisaleich Nayach. Hisaleich Nayach. With God, Nayach went. It is reported that it was so. Regarding Avraham, we have a commandment. Kum Hisaleich. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Avraham Avinu, get up and go. He commanded Avraham to go. And perhaps what Rashi means to point out is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not able to command Nayach to get up and go. Go. What do you mean go? I can't go. I can only go if you let, if you, if you hold my hand, but you can't command me to go. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't command a person to do that which the person cannot do. The famous uh, statement in the Gemara, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not come with tyranny upon his creatures. If a creature is unable to do something, the Kodesh Baruch won't command that creature to do it. So by Noyach, we don't find that the Kodesh Baruch ever said to him, go, go with, go in my way. It was always a Kodesh Baruch walking with him, holding his hand, helping him along. It is only by Avraham that we find Kum Hisaleich, a Kodesh Baruch said to Avraham Avinu, get up and go because Avraham was on a different level. Avraham could scout out in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He could, he could uh, determine for himself what is the righteous way, and he could do it essentially on his own. And perhaps that's why Rashi is getting so involved in the grammar here. 
in explaining the difference between hisalech noyach, that it is a simple past tense, that's by noyach, but by Avraham, it's kum hisalech, it's lahaboa, as Rashi calls it. It is to the future. In other words, it is a command because Avraham was on such a level that a Kodesh Baruch Hu could command him to go in the righteous path. This, of course, is all more or less on what I call the technical level. Just a little kernel of content here. The Gurarya raises the question that I've mentioned several times here, that why is it, Behemet? Why, why really is it that the Torah here uh, lodges a certain criticism of Noyach? And according to Rashi, the, the Torah expresses this in three different ways. It, is, it expresses it uh, with the word Sab. It expresses it by the, the syntax of Esau Elohim Hisalech Noyach. And it expresses it in the grammatical form of the word Hisalech. All of these really are criticisms of Noyach, that he was not a tzaddik on the level of, of Abraham. And he needed HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help him. Why is the Torah pointing that out? The Maharal in Gurarya explains, we'll read just a few short words. Maharal explains, Why is the Pasek telling us the disparagement? Why is the Pasek criticizing this Sadek? According to the one who says that is that it is a criticism of Noyach. He says, The Pasek is telling us why Noyach was saved. Why was he saved? Uh, because he was, although not such a great Sadek, but he was a little bit of a Sadek. He was saved because in relative terms, yes, he was a Sadek. In absolute terms, not so much. But in relative terms, yeah, he was a Sadek. Says the Maharal, this was in order to learn and to teach us the Mida, the character of HaKadosh Baruch That HaKadosh Baruch would do miracles and would save humanity and would do it for the sake of a person like Nayak, even though he was not truly deserving. And that is a, a fantastic lesson for us today. We, are, we often regret that uh, some of the tzaddikim of yesteryear are not here to teach us. And it's not so easy to find your local neighborhood tzaddik. And as a result, our, the spiritual level of each and every one of us suffers somewhat. But we have to take some consolation and take some, take some inspiration from what the Maral is telling us of how he's explaining to us this Pasuk and this Rashi, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu values that that second-rate tzaddik very much, a person who is a second-rate tzaddik in relative terms compared to the great tzaddikim. But that person can save the entire world. That person can be the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows the world to continue. And that person can be, can be the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is going to be willing to bring Mashiach speedily in our days. That person could be the... the uh, the Dabar Shalom Aymed Allah. That could be the person for whom the world is standing.